Investing in property has never been this easy and accessible. Join Easy Properties. Join if you want to buy a property, you typically need to fund a deposit, which is a, a big number. Just the need for that deposit keeps a lot of people out of the property ownership cycle forever. And lastly, the ability to raise a bond is something that's frankly often very difficult. Banks don't always have the time to look at everyone's individual financial position and uh, apply judgment to that. For example, if you're a small business owner, it's, it's typically, even if you've got a very successful business, it's difficult for you to access a bond. If you've had any credit problems, even if you've subsequently rectified all of them, the banks don't tend to take a fairly dim view on you. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ At Large, <laughs> and I'm back on the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. So today's episode is all about investing in property. Now, you see, I'm a very careful, patient, and if I'm totally honest, I'm a lazy investor. I want my investments to do all the hard work, and that's why I've been quite hesitant to invest in property. So much can go wrong. You need so much money. There's just so much to think about when it comes to property and i've been very very hesitant and you know a couple of weeks ago we had a chat with proverb about investing in physical property um you know the traditional way you know flipping property rental units and and so forth but now there's a new way to invest in property with as little as one rand yes one rand no need to get a bond to find tenants because they can be so problematic to try and evict them if they're not paying no worries about rates and taxes it's all about fractional ownership which is the name of the game you must be wondering what is he talking about today well it's all about easy properties so i'll be hanging out with andrew hertog uh, from narrative he's one of you know the founding partners of easy properties some would say he's the brain behind easy properties so i'll be hanging out with him he'll be giving us the 411 on everything that has to do with properties andrew welcome to the easy desert podcast thank you so much for your time thank you very much at large great to be here with you today I appreciate it because in the world of uh, coronavirus, people want to stay home, but you've decided to come into studio to be in my presence and for me to be in your presence. So I definitely appreciate it. No, it's not every day you get to meet a celebrity. So <laughs> I wanted to come in. <laughs> Yo, I'm so far away from being a celebrity, man. Uh, you know, before we, we we talk a little bit about property and in particular easy properties, I've actually got a random money question for you, right? And it was something I was thinking about during the course of the week. And I want to talk to you a little bit about guilty pleasures. What's that one item or service that you would spend your last rand on? You're like, I don't care. I'm going to buy this item. What would it be? My last rand, hey? Last rand. Uh, for me, that would have to be probably a, a, a nice single malt whiskey. Uh, it's a very expensive um, last round, but um, that's how I'd spend it. Ooh wee, ooh wee. I hope you pour a glass for me too. And maybe if we do this again next time, I'll bring some. Absolutely love that. So in terms of property, I think a great place to start is, you know, why should one consider investing in property? I mean, what is the appeal um, with regards to property? Sure. So if you go back in time, it basically ever since people have been tracking investment returns, property has been one of the, the top performing asset classes. Uh, many fortunes have been built on property investment. Uh, and in my opinion, I don't think you can afford to ignore property if you want to build a serious investment portfolio. Um, I personally love property because of the, the predictability of the returns. 
uh, when you've got a property investment, you, you can predict to quite a close degree of comfort what your, what your rental income is going to be. And you've got things like inflation and general asset price growth, which grow the value of your asset while you wait. And, and I think also just having something physical that you can see, you know, um, renting has its issues. Um, staying at home has its issues. But seeing something that you actually own and being able to touch it and get into it, I think there's also something that, you know, that makes you sort of feel good as an investor. And I think for me, that's one of the appeals um, as well when I, when I start to think about property. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, for me, it's hard to overestimate the, the impact that a great property investment can make on somebody's life. If you take a, a typical investment, like an apartment that you want to buy, let's say you want to buy a million rand apartment. And let's say you're able to raise the, the deposit of 100,000 rand to buy that apartment and you get the 900,000 rand bond from the bank. That property asset can, can grow over a period of three years to, let's say, 1.3 million rand. You sell that property, you pay back the bank and your personal wealth has grown from 100,000 rand to 400,000 rand. So that's, that's a great example. It's a very real example. People have experienced that. And property is unique in that you can access bank funding for it and get exposure to a high value asset class. So I, I'm, a, I'm a fanatic about property investments and I think it's a, it's a unique way for people to, to have life altering outcomes in their personal wealth journeys. You know, and you've touched on all, you know, the benefits of owning property, but I want to chat a bit about the friction points of owning property. So I'd mentioned a number of them. I'd like for us to explore, you know, some of the challenges that an ordinary South African would face in wanting to invest in property or to buy property. I mean, like I mentioned, it's so risky, you know, you're putting, you're putting so much money into it, but let's chat a bit about some of these friction points that that an ordinary person would, would, would experience? Firstly, just to start the process of purchasing property in South Africa is a, a very outdated process. Um, even after you've found the asset that you want to buy and negotiated the deal, it still takes months to basically for that property to transfer into your name. It, it's also very expensive because you're paying a various well, a string of professionals uh, fees to transfer that property into your name. So in short, it's, it's, a, it's a long process and it's an expensive process. Second to that, if you want to buy a property, you typically need to fund a deposit, which is a, a big number. Just the need for that deposit keeps a lot of people out of the property ownership cycle forever. And lastly, uh, the ability to raise a bond is something that's frankly uh, often very difficult. Banks don't always have the time to, to look at everyone's individual financial position and apply judgment to that. For example, if you're a small business owner, it's, it's typically, even if you've got a very successful business, it's difficult for you to access a bond. If you've had any credit problems, even if um, you've, you've subsequently rectified all of them, the banks tend to, tend to take a, a fairly dim view on you. The ability to raise that deposit and secondly, to access that bond finance is a, is a major barrier to property investment and a major friction point for the majority of people. And a huge reality for a lot of people. I mean, even people that, you know, do have quite a lot of capital, there's still so much that they need to get through in terms of, you know, finally owning that, that property. Absolutely. Um, you know, how is Easy Properties then dealt with some of these friction points? Because I think that's what makes Easy Properties so different. As an example, there's no need for huge capital. So, you know, how has Easy Properties made it easier for, you know, an at-large to be able to, to, to own something. Absolutely, yeah. So firstly, Easy Properties is buying units in bulk and that gives us a lot of power when it comes to negotiating fees. So we're typically getting a, a substantially lower rate than an individual buyer would get on, on those transfer fees, etc. Secondly, we're raising the deposit from thousands of investors. So we're collectively harnessing the investing power of thousands of our investors. So that gets rid of the deposit limitation because, as you've said, you can invest literally one rand 
from one rand upwards into easy properties. Uh, we've done the hard work with, with all the South African banks. They understand our business. They understand what we're trying to do. And we've got facilities in place that allow us to access the, the bonds uh, that we need for our property acquisitions. And lastly, we've built this all in, into an app that's on your phone. You can, while you're waiting at the grocery store to pay, you can browse the website, find a property that you like and complete a transaction right there and then. You said something very interesting about collective. Am I understanding this right? Um, that it's sort of like a property stock fell? I mean, I may be completely off key, uh, but you know, I'm hearing words like we're buying property in bulk, we're collecting money from a whole host of people in order to get a deposit or to pay for the property. I'm hearing property stock fell. Am I, am I off? Am I off? So I'm definitely not an expert in stock files. <laughs> uh, I did listen to your episode with Palesa and I, I definitely learned a lot from that. And there's clearly a lot of progress happening in the stock file mm. space. I think a lot of the, the concepts around stock files are quite, or the, a lot of the common thinking around stock files is probably quite outdated now. And there's a lot of change that's happening in that space. Um, Easy Properties does have some similarities okay. with stock files. Uh, so similar to a stock file, um, we're harnessing the, the collective funds of thousands of investors uh -huh. to purchase high value assets. So that's a, that's a major similarity. The enormous benefit of this, and it's something that I don't feel like we as the Easy Properties team have sold enough, is that by harnessing that collective buying power, we're able to access bulk discounts, bulk buying discounts that an individual investor is not able to, to access. So we've got very real examples. We're buying 20 units at a time, and that means we're able to get material discounts to, to market prices. We're getting discounts on our fees, as I've mentioned. We're also getting guaranteed lease commitments from, from developers for up to two years at a time which just doesn't exist if you're an individual trying to buy property. So that's a big similarity between EP from between Easy Properties and Stockfells, that collective buying power. I suppose a difference between EP and Stockfells would be um, flexibility. As an EP investor, you um, you can buy and sell your shares at any time, so you've got liquidity. And I, I guess Easy Properties is also regulated in the sense that we were a subsidiary of, of a listed company, of, of Purple Group. So there's lots of regulation around everything that we do and i think that acts as uh, protection for investors uh, that their money is being well looked after obviously we're going to get deeper into easy properties and you know we'll even use practical examples of you know if i have 100 rand how does this thing actually work but i also want to chat a little bit about just property trends in general i'm currently looking for property so i guess i'm being a little bit selfish but i know there's some other first-time property developers or investors who who are listening to the podcast as well you know what are some of these property trends that you come across that you perhaps could share with with some of the listeners i wouldn't propose to um recommend what you buy yourself obviously uh -huh. there's a lot of lifestyle factors involved in that what i can speak to is what an investor in property should look for if uh -huh. you're looking uh, as an investment property and a, a major trend that we've seen and that that we're very cautious of is that house prices at the higher end of the market in South Africa, so your two, three million plus price bracket, are just not experiencing the same sort of capital appreciation um, as we've seen in the past. So uh, something that we've, uh, you'll see it very clearly on easy properties and something that's a definite observation that we've made in the market is that we're looking to purchase um, assets or purchase individual units at a lower price point because we're seeing much better capital appreciation at that price point. So. 
stay away from the expensive stuff would be my, my <laughs> short story. <laughs> All right, that makes quite a lot of sense because, you know, I've heard other uh, property investors saying, you know, even buying in, in places like townships and so forth, there seems to be better value, smaller units is better value, um, areas that are developing, like where the area itself has some really great infrastructure, some schools, some malls and so forth. Those are the, the types of areas that one should look at. Would, would that be correct? Yeah, I agree with that. So affordability in South Africa is a is something that must always be at the front of your mind and at the lower price points you've just got a much bigger market that are looking for for the assets that you own like you'll have stronger rental demand and ultimately hopefully better capital appreciation you know what would you say andrew are, are some of the clear signs you know of opportunity for property investors um so if you want to start investing in property you know whether it's via easy properties or you know in, in traditional property you know what what does one look for that this is the right time to start buying you know it, it reminds me of uh, two individuals on Twitter the a while back who were sort of arguing about whether this is a good time or not to start investing in property and yeah, they didn't agree so you know sometimes you, you want to ask the, the professionals that know much more you know what are the signs that this is a really good time to start buying property uh, so things you want to look for uh, is uh, you want to look for properties that are trading at a lower price per square meter than comparable stuff in the same neighborhoods uh, so, for example, if, if units in Rosebank are trading approximately at 30,000 Rand per square meter and you're identifying opportunities that are trading, say, at 26,000 Rand per square meter, then it's more likely that, that you're doing a good deal. If you're getting in at those kind of entry prices, you can expect your rental yields to be better and you can also expect your potential for capital appreciation to be better. So. Those are the things that we like to look for at Easy Properties. Now, I want I want us to to now put the spotlight back on on Easy Properties itself. You basically said that you know we're raising capital from a host of individuals, so we're all putting money together and we're raising money. For me, it's a little bit confusing. I, I'm a bit confused. I know there's there's words like IPOs that are involved. Uh, so so I mean, can you just break that down for us in terms of you know what is an IPO and when you guys are raising capital, what's actually going on in the background? Sure, that's a great question. So every time we list a new property at Easy Properties, we register a new company and that company becomes the buyer and the owner of the specific properties that we're listing under that listing. Ooh. And those properties are the only assets that that company will ever own. So when you are investing into an Easy Properties IPO, you are buying shares in that company. <gasps> Okay. And as a result of owning shares in that company, you are entitled to the income that is earned on those underlying properties. And I'm assuming that this process is what an IPO is. Yeah, so an IPO is just a, a fancy finance word that stands for uh, initial public offering. And it just basically references any time that shares in a company are offered to the public for the first time. Let's just say you guys are buying 10 apartments in Rosebank. Yes. Right? You identify the properties, you negotiate with the developer, you negotiate with the bank. Um, let's just say it's 10 million rand that you now need to raise. Yes. Uh, Tepo comes with these thousand rand, puts these thousand rand on the table. I'm not actually investing in the property itself directly. I'm actually buying shares in the company that owns the property. 100%. Uh, hey, 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 hey. You know, people break things down like this and you get it you know that aha moment absolutely absolutely love it another question that i'm having now is if easy properties is trying to raise say 10 million just as an example what happens if you fall short you don't get the 10 million maybe we only raise 7 million what what happens at that instance our ipos do have a time frame and it is possible that in that time frame that the funding target is not reached 
in the event that that happens, uh, let's say we raise 7 million Rand out of the 10 million Rand that we're looking for, that's the, the IPO is cancelled and the 7 million Rand is returned to investors. So that's how we, we come to part one of the Easy Does It podcast and this episode on easy properties. Rewind back to it because in part two, we get very, very, very practical. I'm going to give Andrew a thousand rand of my own bucks and I want him to explain how things happen on the Easy Properties platform. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Easy does it, your cool guide to investing. Easy does it, that's how we do. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.